Hey, everybody. David Thompson here. Welcome to our weekly episode of Humble Beginnings. And our, our guest today is a, a good buddy of mine, Trevor Stringer. He's the owner of The Detail Lab here in Dallas, Texas. And Trevor, if the people like what they hear and they want to get to know you on a personal level or business level, how should these people go about getting a hold of you, man? Probably the best way is going to be able to reach out to me through my Instagram account. And that's uh, at The Detail Lab TX. Right on. And we'll put some graphics up on the screen for everybody so you can see that. Well, let's uh, let's dive right into it, Trevor. Awesome. It's always good to see you again, man. And good we already got to too. chop it up about the misses. Congrats on that whole deal. So, Absolutely. And uh, five minutes or less, man. Tell us about your story and kind of tell us about your humble beginning. So um, I guess my humble beginning would kind of start back with uh, my mom and dad and, my, and my, our family back in West Texas, Lubbock. Um I would say that the stringer, we have this thing called stringer luck. <laughs> so we have battled adversity since I was little. So I've, uh, my dad was a really, um, really great, uh, real estate agent. Um, sold a lot of homes in Lubbock, uh, became a really big name in real estate out there. Okay. Um, he had a guy working for him and bezeled a bunch of money from him. Nice. So like from the get go, I've, we've, battled adversity from every angle. Yeah. Um, and we've always been able to kind of come out on top. But, uh, you know, we went from living in really big homes to moving into my dad's mother's house, which was like a, a really small one-bedroom. Uh, me and my sister pretty much slept in the living room on this huge king-size mattress. Um, so we've had some humble beginnings. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. So, uh, but uh, since all that, you know, I, I moved to Dallas about nine to 10 years ago and I pursued personal training for about nine years. Mm -hmm. And uh, the last three years, I've really been able to branch out and kind of do my own thing. I've always wanted to kind of be my own boss. Yeah. I've always kind of needed that. And uh, I run my own high-end detailing business now and I get to make my own day. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. And uh, you get to work with some pretty extravagant cars and a pretty neat uh, clientele base as well, don't you? Definitely. Like, um, I really got into the business, not really more so on the cars. It was more so on, I wanted to learn how to connect with these guys. Mm, yeah. Because, like, when I was personal training at Lifetime and all these other private gyms, I always heard them talking about, like, their business relationships, what kind of businesses they were in, where's all their different money coming from. Yeah. And I, I always tried to, like, rub shoulders with those guys is because I want to be that sixth millionaire. You hang out with five millionaires, you'll be the sixth. Right. So I'd always tried to align myself with these either businesses or these type of people. Um, and through personal training, I was able to do that. And I kind of branched that off into my detailing stuff because— I was able to rely on those same guys. Hey, let me start taking care of your stuff. Yeah. And then kind of word of mouth, it kind of grew super fast. Love it. Love it. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about business, man. I, I always love asking this question. Uh, if you could go back to where you, when you started your first business and get one piece of advice, like what's the one piece of advice you wish somebody would have given you when you started your business? care less about what people think. Nice. <laughs> Absolutely. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, when we first get the idea that we want to go out and go do our own thing, mm -hmm. we, we almost stay on these really small topics that no, no, nobody ever looks at. Right. Like, for instance, like you might beat yourself up for a week on your logo color. Right. Or the way your backdrop of your website looks like. No one gives a shit about that. Yeah. <laughs> Go do the work. You know, like, 
almost like fake it till you make it type thing because yes. you got to put down the groundwork before all the other stuff. Like I always, uh, it's one of these sales books I read is like Apple sells software. Right. But the logo is an Apple. It has nothing to do with what they're selling. Yeah, good point. So like, it doesn't matter what your name is or right. what the logo is or what the website looks like. It's like if you're good, people are going to use you. Yeah. So That's I would say, advice, you know, man. don't don't get hung up on the really small things when you first start getting going. Just go do the work. Yeah. And everything else will kind of fall in play if you're if you're really about it. Love it. Yeah. Well, I know you're definitely really about it. Very passionate about what you totally. do. Totally. Uh, love your car too. Your, uh, I remember the first time you got it complete, you took a picture. And you're like, I think it's so badass. What was it? We, you're like, we made a, what did you make? We made a Hot Wheels car. Or Pretty something. much. Like it is 100% a Hot Wheels car. <laughs> yeah, like, that's awesome. I made it on a video game and then I sent it off to a couple of guys here in town that could do some pretty wild stuff and like, it kind of just kind of grew from there. Yeah. It's been really cool though, but really it just cool. takes forever. Yeah, I know. Every time you take it out, it's it's one of those things. Every time you drive it, it's, you know it's going to cost you some money. It's like yeah. a boat. Bust out another thousand. Like, what was that right? sound? Yeah. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> that was another 2,000 bucks. Yeah. That's what that sound was, yeah. Trevor, for sure. Um, let's talk about 2020, man. Um, what was your biggest lesson that you took away from 2020? I know it was an interesting year for a lot of people. In your business, your experience, biggest lesson out of 2020. So short, short and sweet, uh, going into 2020, I, I've never had like uh, a shop shop, yeah. like a standing location. So at the end of 19, I kind of move out of my house uh, to kind of pursue like a shop shop location because I really couldn't grow my business anymore out of my house. It got to the point where like, if I'm doing Lambos and all the other stuff at the house, I can only have one car in there. Right. So it's like, I just kind of, I was handcuffed. So I started looking for opportunities with um, vendors that I use, either powder coating guys or clear bra guys or tent guys. Hey, could I use some of your shop space? Yeah. Well, I kind of did that a little bit with Joe, mm -hmm. um, which worked out well for a little while. But then like hail season came. I couldn't really be in there a whole lot. Like it's crazy in there. <laughs> right. So um, mm -hmm. I kind of pursued a clear bra guy and we had kind of came up with the idea that me, him and a rap guy, we were going to find a big, nice shop. We're all going to be in one-stop shop. You come in, drop your car off, we we'll do everything. Nice. Going into that, it was all great. In the beginning. It was all great. And then everything, the money starts coming in. And everybody's like, oh, well, he's counting my money. He's counting my money. And, like, we didn't have it really set up where we could really all trust each other. And if I could go back, look at that again, man, it's so important to vent who you're going to do business with. Yeah. Just like if anybody's getting married, you should probably live with your girlfriend for a while <laughs> for at least six months before like going into that. Cause uh, I just, I really didn't know what I was getting into. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad that like I was able to come out of that. I didn't, you know, obviously my business is still running and everything, but I learned some really valuable lessons. Yeah. I can't depend on other people. I need to take care of my business right. and control what I can control. And if I can do that, then I'll be happy. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of what I learned out of 2020. So I, I got a shop. I'm over in Frisco. I'm like 15 minutes from my house. It's amazing. I've been able to build it up. Um, and even though going through like a two to three month trial with those guys, it made me realize like the areas of business that I need to work on. Sure. So uh, yeah. I think my main issue is like I go in trusting too much. Like you're going to handle your business. 
I'll run through the wall. You're going to run through the wall. Yeah. But a lot of time that doesn't happen. Kind of like what you just said about the about the logo. Don't worry about what color the logo is, right? Don't yeah. worry about what I'm doing. Just run through the wall. I'm going to run through the wall. And uh, you might have been running through the wall where they were too worried about what color the logo was. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I get it. So um, sounds like uh, there were definitely some lessons learned in 2020. What would you say your biggest win was in 2020? What was your biggest takeaway? Wow. Um, probably my biggest win... I'm not afraid. I'm not. I'm not really afraid anymore to do anything. I'd nice. say the biggest win would be uh, my self belief. Yeah. Just because growing up, I always depended on uh, my mom and dad for kind of everything. Okay. Uh, a lot of things. I was like the problem child. My sister's like no. Get yeah. you no. Get yeah. out of here, Trevor. My sister's like <laughs> the one that's got everything lined out, and like when she turned fifteen, she had a job, and like my parents, I've always been the one that's needed all the help. So you got the halo. You got the hordes. I did, <laughs> and uh, so I've I've kind of learned. I think when I turned like twenty, I'm thirty two now, but like really, I didn't really find out who Trevor was till like twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah, and uh, I need to learn how to control me a little bit more. Yeah. So I think that's what I've been really working on is really more self-reflection, making sure that I think before I say something, um, really pulling the reins back on not being so uh, a go-getter all the time. Right. Um, really thinking about critically before going out and going to do something. It's, you know, is, is that something that's really going to help my business? Is it really going to help me long-term? Yeah. Not just right in front of me. It, and that's hard too, man. I mean, the, the old saying is true, right? Be fast to pause and slow to respond. So it's, yeah. and I'm the same way. I, reactively, I want to say and do things. And that word right there, I think I've been so reactive. Yeah. Because like, uh, you know, I'm always, I'm the go-to fix it. I want to help fix everything. Yeah. And a lot of times that fixer guy gets burned. Right. So that that's, that's what I've really kind of learned is like, I can't be trying to go be Superman. Yeah. Yeah, I got to I got to take care of me first. Yeah, right yeah. on, bro. Uh I know from experience cuz we were in a book study together for a while yeah. and did a bunch of networking and stuff, so I know you're an avid reader from experience, um which tells me that you do a lot of book reading, a lot of podcast listening. Let's talk about role models, man. Cool. Who are your current role models? Who are you looking up to these days? I think my all-time favorite role model would probably be Les Brown. Okay. Uh I've I've got his one of his favorite quotes on my arm. Yeah. <laughs> Blessed and highly favored. Yes, you are. So uh, I would say he's probably my number one, and I would probably say number two would probably be my dad. Okay. Uh, but when I was, I can remember back in like fourth grade driving to school with my dad, all we ever used to listen to is those uh, self-help tapes from Les Brown. Mm -hmm. So like I've just always had those kind of things ingrained, which I think what has helped me not only in like, business world, but also in the sporting world is the mental game of business. Yes. Because yeah. it's not, it's just like working out. Like when that alarm clock goes off at six in the morning, you're like, shit, I got to go work out or I got to go to the gym or I got to get out of bed. That subconscious mind, I think in the business world that plays the exact same thing is if you can control the, the negative subconscious mind things like, oh man, like you're having a terrible month, but like, you're really not. Right. And like, yeah. as I think as entrepreneurs, we are so hard on ourselves, Amen, especially brother. in today's world with like social media. We see all these other businesses and all these other guys doing all these big things. But like, it's all bullshit too. Right. Because it's not everything is, I mean, even the guys that I take care of, all these millionaires and billionaires, 
they don't love their life as much as you think they would. Correct. You know, yeah. so. Well, it's just like the the 22-year-old girl that takes a selfie and puts it on IG and everybody just sees the one pic. What they don't see is the 34 takes that she did before that and moved her hair and did her eyeshadow and it's it's just the iceberg story, yeah. right? Everybody or sees the tiny it. little apartment that she lives in Correct. with all of her Gucci stuff. I yeah. mean, it's just crazy. Everybody looks good on the outside and totally. on social media. You never know what's going on inside. Exactly. Somebody. So, um, I... I Really like asking this question as well. I ask it with a lot of my guests. As, as being a business owner, um, any advice that you would give to somebody, uh, somebody starting a business right now, March of 2021, best advice you could give to somebody starting a business today, mm. what would it be? I would say the most important thing is, is like you need to have a really good foundation of like your self-belief mm. because yes. like at the end of the day, if you don't have the employees and it's just you, there's going to be months or weeks or maybe even years that you're going to feel like you're not going anywhere. Yeah. And like, I think that's like the hardest thing about starting a, a business is like, you think that you're not doing anything, but like, if you really take a step back, like you're doing so much more than what that normal person is doing. Oh yeah. Like that. I have to like constantly tell myself that like, man, I really wish my business was, you know, I wish I was doing $30,000 a month. And it's like, there's consistency and patience. Like, yes. it just like, you have to be so consistent. And especially with social media and Google and SEO and all that other stuff that is involved with like, you know, getting a business going online and everything. It's like the consistency is literally the algorithm. Yeah. You know, like you need mm. to be consistent, like in every aspect of it. Like, even if you're doing shit. Like, you still just got to bust it out. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when uh, when you and I got together and we first talked about your business model. I said, how do you get your business? You looked right at me. You're like, social media, David. Yeah. Facebook and IG. I mean, I'm just blasting content all over it. All the time. And then once you build up that refer that base, that clientele, then obviously a lot of your business it's comes It's free marketing. Referral. That's what I try to tell everybody. Yeah. It's like, why, why aren't you doing a story? Because people like, don't know how. They don't know, right. A, what to put on there, and they don't know that they should be. They're and they probably, get scared. Yeah. You know, it's like an uncomfortable thing. It's like, and I try to tell a lot of, like, uh, teenage guys this. is like when you're when you're doing stories, you're talking on camera, most of the time, like, just like when me and you are going through there looking at people's stuff, yeah. you're, you might watch it for two seconds. Right. <laughs> so, like, not every single word has to be said right. Correct. And, like, it's just like we get we get mixed up in like, oh my God, I have to say, I didn't say that right. Or like, oh, I wasn't holding the camera right. Like, Yeah, it's got to be perfect. Just do it. No, it doesn't, <laughs> right? I would rather have flawed and done than perfect, but not done. Exactly. Incomplete, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely. You can, you can see the same thing on like YouTube guys. You can see like, you know, when they first got onto YouTube, their sound quality is terrible. The video is shaky. Yeah. But like they stayed consistent with it and you see their followers go they, and then everything kind of just changes. But it's just yeah. like, Constant reevaluating of how you're doing stuff, consistency, and then the patience is what's the most hard thing to control. That is hard. Yeah. And in a lot of what you said too, I think that we're we're our own worst critic, right? And if I'm measuring my chapter one in business against uh, somebody else's chapter 20, I'm going, why is he so much better and further and more advanced than me? Because he's been doing it 19 years longer than exactly. ding dong. But I don't look at that, right? I want to really, really hone in on my flaws and not the areas that I have to grow. And I think that that's a huge problem with a lot of people starting a new business. Yeah, they, they get, it's, uh, I forget the saying, it's, um, you, you just get hung up on the small things. Yeah. It's like, really, you don't need to. 
Right. Absolutely. Awesome, bro. Well, we appreciate you coming out here, man. Thank you for your time, Thank Trevor. You. I, I think it's been great. And again, guys, we're going to put his information up there. If you guys want to get a hold of him, it's uh, Trevor at the Detail Lab. We'll put his stuff up there. And y'all have a great week. Until next week, y'all stay blessed. Take care now. <laughs>